high-value entrepreneurs. Today, we have Josh Allage. He is the founder of Up My Influence, and he created SavingsAngel.com. Just with Savings Angel alone, this one right here is going to kind of uh, mess with your mind. He built the platform out with $500 in advertising and built it out to gross $6 million in sales. And that was actually a couple years back. So the numbers have kind of grown bigger than that. It's a, it's a pretty good story of how to use PR uh, for your company. And that's why he ended up building out uh, Up My Influence. But please listen, please subscribe, and of course, tell your friends. Welcome to the road to growth, success of an entrepreneur. We've raised the bar. Learn firsthand from successful business owners and create your own path to success. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's time to hit the road to growth with real estate agent Vinny SD. All right, so we are here with Josh Allage. He is the owner of Up My Influence and Savings Angel. Uh, I mean, the idea besides Savings Angel, $500 of advertising costs, right? And then we're able to do uh, $6 million of revenue? Yeah, yeah, well, more than that, much more than that. Yeah, yeah, I know that sounds ridiculous uh, until you understand what it is that we did because you can't grow a company in my opinion it's it's nearly impossible to grow a company without visibility so and and i knew that at the beginning exposure is everything and you know i had failed in business six times prior to launching savings angel 12 years ago and in every case it was it was an exposure problem it was an exposure problem in that I wasn't exposing my what I could do to enough people. It, at the end of the day, it's a numbers game. I mean, you just have to understand that people are either ready for the problem that you solve or they're not. And uh, you know, one thing that I learned is, well, why not shortcut the system and just serve more people and just keep serving, 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 and uh, you know, then people will just naturally figure out what you do and just kind of, you know, read, read people's poker tells and, and see if there's some interest uh, that there might be some ways to work together. But yeah, as a result of, you know, with Savings Angel, you know, in that case, you know, I had no money at the beginning, um, you know, been through bankruptcy, lost two homes. Uh, but I, I, I felt like I had a pretty good idea. Um, and I thought my previous businesses were good ideas as well. Uh, but with this one, I'm like, you know, I'm going to have to step outside my comfort zone because if I can't get enough people to find out about what I do, I'm not going to be in business for very long and I'm going to lose a third home. And so thankfully, uh, I, I had a local radio station uh, that had showed mercy on me um, and allowed me to do a segment uh, about... Uh, you know, what we did at Savings Angel and what we did was we helped consumers cut their grocery bill in half. And I provided a lot of really smart ideas on how to save money on every area of life. And I really kind of learned that skill set out of necessity. Like I, I just had to get good at, at using my money because I had been bad at it for way too long. Uh, but yeah, I, I did that first, you know, Vinny, I did that first radio segment and I earned enough money to pay for my heating bill. Uh, and this was Michigan uh, in February. So I, I really, really needed that. Uh, and I was, you know, from that point on, I was hooked. And I said, well, I could either pay to advertise or I could try the free route. And, and the free route, I just kept asking and asking and asking and asking. And the free route 
ended up doing all right for us. And, you know, today, you know, I've been in the media now over 2000 times. I've been a syndicated newspaper columnist for 10 and a half years, uh, done over 700 TV segments alone. Uh, most of them now here in Orlando, Michigan, or Orlando, where, where my family and I live now. Uh, and uh, syndicate, so I've done syndicated TV, done syndicated radio, all of the above. Um, and, and it's really with just the idea of, you know, I'm just going to give to as many people as possible and, and just trust that audiences are smart. If they like what they hear, well, they'll come find me. I don't need to do a hard sell. There's a lot of nuggets right there to kind of like unwrap when we'll, we'll get back to uh, like the, the bankruptcy and the losing the homes, but oh, yeah. tell me your story. So where did you come from? Where did, where did you come to this point? Like, tell me very history. Yeah. So, um, you know, raised in West Michigan, joined the U.S. Navy for five years. I was actually, uh, you know, kind of backstory. I was a Navy journalist for five years. So I wasn't good at being a journalist necessarily, but at least I gained a little bit of comfort with being able to tell a story uh, either to a camera or into a microphone. And again, I don't know that I'm necessarily great at it, but I keep doing it. And so, and that's the idea. Um, so I gained that experience. Um, I went to school to study family science and family therapy because I wanted to be a love doctor on the radio. Uh, but I got distracted with internet development and, uh, you know, got myself a decent job. Um, but, uh, and I worked uh, in corporate America for about three, two, three years. And I just felt so out of place. You know, my grandma's a business owner. My dad's a business owner. Um, it was just in my blood. And so I left a perfectly good job uh, to go out on my own. And I failed and I fell on my face. Uh, and, you know, that wasn't good enough for me. I had learned too much grit. Um, and I had seen my dad and my, my mom, you know, go through bankruptcy. But eventually, you know, they have done okay. Like my dad has a great business and, um, you know, it's a lifestyle business and, and that was what he modeled for me. Um, and so, um, you know, when you fail, you just get back up and you do it again. Um, you what, know, what even when I fail? left that first, Oh, go ahead. What was that? What was that? What was that first fail? What was that? What company? Uh, I started a, uh, I think it was just internet development, uh, but th- there was a problem. My problem was, is that I was afraid of selling my services. So I don't know what my hangup was. Well, I could tell you what my hangup was. Uh, it was that I was so worried about what people would think about me uh, that if I put myself in a selling position, they would think that I was just trying to convince them of something. So I was like way too, I was my own worst critic. Right. And I and I would just get in my head, um, you know, it's that same way with like dating and stuff. Right. I would I would never talk to the girl because I was afraid, you know, I just come up with this whole idea on like what she was going to say to me. So I, I didn't step outside my comfort zone. You know, it wasn't until I actually went through a dating class, like how to date, like how to talk to other people. And I had built up the courage uh, to talk to this beautiful tourist girl at a luau in Hawaii where I was stationed. And that girl uh, I ended up dating and we dated for about 20 days. And I asked if she would marry me and we just celebrated our 24th wedding anniversary. So, <laughs> um, so she was, in, was she from Hawaii? No, no, she's from Chicago, but she was out. Oh. Uh, we met at a luau on vacation. I'm originally from West Michigan, so you know we kind of you know had that Midwest uh, background, but we met in Hawaii. So you kind of kind of fell into that relationship right there. 20, 20 days, and then asked her to marry her. You just knew. 
Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, I, you know, people, you know, because I do have a background. My wife is actually a family therapist uh, professionally. I study family science and, and, you know, I've had a few people say, well, you guys always seem pretty happy together. Like, um, you know, we, we, we absolutely have our, uh, our, our conflict like anybody else. But I think, you know, it's like if you got two cool people and they generally like they're, they're, they're both committed to growing, which I think we each are, we definitely are. Like we're really into personal development where we recognize, you know, where we can always improve and, and we work on those things. I think like that's the secret. Um, you know, compatibility I think is overrated. I think it's just like two people that are committed to growth are probably going to do okay. Probably um, doesn't that. mean it's going to be a, a walk in the park every day, but at least we're committed to making things better. Did that love did that way of building that relationship affect you at all in your business? Oh your my gosh, my wife and I have been through some really tough times. Um, you know, I have put. You know, and I'll just say, you know, like as a man, you know, who's expected to be the provider uh, for our family, uh, I've put my family through a lot of financial stress. You know, I, I we lost uh, a house, went through bankruptcy, uh, couldn't even afford uh, another uh, rental that we were living in. So I had to go back and live with my in-laws for almost a year until I could get kind of back on my feet financially. That's pretty humbling, Vinny. To go through that experience, um, but it was because of that experience, I, I truly got introspective, and and I really it allowed me to overcome my stuff uh, and and learn that business success and business growth, um, you know, it's about helping other people, it's about serving other people, and when you have that mindset, it's a lot easier to eventually sell stuff, you know, or get, you know, partner with people or engage with people because it just disarms everybody. When you're like, I, I honestly, like, I don't need everyone to buy my product or service, but I'm going to find a way where I can make the biggest contribution possible. And that's, that's what I, that's who I'm going to be. Yeah. Well, so going back with your in-laws, right. Where were you in the process of those six failed businesses? Were you halfway through? Were you at the end of it? Do you remember? <laughs> that was actually, that was number six. Uh, okay. And so I was, I eventually, you know, when we were living with them, I eventually got it to a point where, you know, we're doing okay. Um, and then, uh, you know, about, so we went into another house and it was about a year and a half later. It all kind of crumbled apart all of a sudden. I was just doing marketing for uh, a network of law firms. Um, and, you know, that kind of all fell apart. But at the same time, I had just launched Savings Angel. And um, so downsized again. Uh, and that's where, um, you know, and I, I just said, listen, I just think this is a really great idea. You know, we had come up with a membership-based system where we charge $5 a week and we could help people cut their grocery bill in half. I mean, I could absolutely save them more than $300, $400 every single month because we would tell them, take this coupon to this store and you'll get Cheerios for 50 cents a box. And we could do that for over 100, 150 items every single week. And so uh, we had enough people that invested in that $5 a week um, that it ended up working out pretty well for us, uh, you know, over a period of time. Did your wife ever say like, hey, you need to go back to corporate world? It's starting a business. Um, yeah, that's a really great question. Um, she was um, pretty faithful 
helpful and, and supportive. Um, and she was willing to go along uh, for the ride because it, it seemed like, now I was lucky that almost every time when I had a failure, I, I had an exit already planned. Like the writing was, I, I, you know, really paid attention to the indicators. And I said, I don't know that this is a sustainable business model or there's something wrong with me where I'm not able to make this business work. Um, you know, I, I, and so I would start to build maybe a relationship or something like that. And then that would then uh, you know, one of those businesses was a, an internet service provider, a wireless internet service provider um, in, in a rural area. Um, and so I partnered with some people on that. Uh, and again, you know, you just, some things you just, you don't know until you do it, right? Which is why you have to have a minimum viable product. You have to go out and test that thing. Um, and the market will tell you. <laughs> you know, you could try and do all your testing as you, you know, that you can, but eventually you got to bring it to market and let the market tell you. Um, so- are you able, and I don't even know if you could or if you even thought about this. So the idea is that every time you fail in a business, you learn something new that you can help in the next business, right? Yeah. So you have, can you remember with each business one thing that you learned from that business? Totally, totally. The biggest one that I learned was uh, one of the businesses I owned a uh, kind of a blog before there was really such things as blogs. Uh, and I owned a small town newspaper to accompany that. Well, a newspaper is a horrible business to start, but I really, really, really wanted to do it. And uh, but there was a problem. I was afraid of selling advertising. That's a big, big problem, Vinny. <laughs> and so, uh, so you know, the, that, the, the, my big failure there was that's where I really made my transformation. After failing out of that, my next position was the sales and marketing for the network of, of, of attorneys. And so I put myself into a position I had to sell. Uh, like I had to learn how to sell. And, um, and again, it was during that process that I really, I, I really understood what that was about. And that it wasn't trying to convince people of things. It was trying to meet people's needs and it was trying to make people's lives better. And if you could do that more effectively than other people, and if you lead with your heart, then, then people will, you know, again, it's much more, it's much easier for people to engage with you. So I don't want to put words in your mouth was, so the idea, so the, the failures of not being able to sell, right. Of not wanting to sell, right the only way, the only thing that changed in that was the way you looked at selling. Yeah. Is that oh, correct? Completely hundred percent internal. It's, okay. it, it, you know, as I just needed to relax. And you know, one thing that I'll commonly say now, you know, having, you know, uh, launched two companies have been very successful now, uh, is that, you know, if your first thought when you wake up in the morning is who am I going to sell to? That's a really tough way to do business. Like I get when sometimes you're kind of forced into a position like that, uh, but I'm just telling you, it is really hard to do it right. Um, if on the other hand, you could put yourself in a position where the first thing that you say when you wake up in the morning is, who do I get to serve today? And how can I bring value to someone? How can I make someone's life better? You know, how can I make my content that much better? How can I improve my product? How can I lower my prices? How can I, you know, generate higher return on investment for our clients? I mean, though, asking those kind of questions, I, I, I really feel like that's, that's kind of where 
most of us should probably get to. Um, and, and we'll find that life is just easier. Like money will just naturally attract itself to you um, when you have that kind of mindset. People will just naturally gravitate toward you because they'll know that you have their best interest in mind rather than your own. So you've accumulated a, a, a lot of knowledge based off your failures, based off your successes. If you could talk to that journalist, that military journalist, <laughs> what kind of advice would you give that person? You know, I wish I could shortcut the um, the process for uh, the Josh of you know twenty some years ago. But the reality is, there's there's many different ways that we learn. There's learned knowledge, which someone listening to our conversation right now, that's what you're getting. You're learning from the experiences of other people. You read a book, you're learning from their experiences and their research. Um, then there's activity knowledge, and activity knowledge is ten times more powerful. You know, it's like you know you can you can read an article about kissing, uh, but until you have your first, you experience your first kiss, it's just completely different, and you don't forget your first kiss. Uh, and, um, so it's kind of that thing. And of course you can also learn by modeling other people you can. And then of course you can learn by teaching, which is exceptionally powerful. That's where you really internalize, um, things is when you, 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 you learn something, you apply it, you do it. Um, you try to model other people's behavior and then you're like, okay, well, what do I have to learn from this? And then you put yourself in a teaching position and all of a sudden it's like, it's like, man, it, if it's not in your heart already at that point, it definitely gets in your heart. So um, the world needs, I don't know that the world needs more experts and thought leaders and that sort of thing, but the world needs more um, teachers who lead with their heart. Well, so how do you, for someone listening right now, right? And there's so many, it seems like there's an abundance of coaches out there. There's an abundance of, of teachers out there, right? How do you differentiate between one and the other person? Right. And so the, that's the beauty of where we are today. So for 12 years, I've studied and led consumer behavior. And for 12 years, I've been telling people, don't believe any advertising or marketing that you see. Uh, and instead, you need to do your own research and you need to just take your time. And I, I think that it's beautiful that if we look at the data today, you'll see that that's exactly where consumers are today. Consumers are more skeptical than ever before, and that's a good thing. And to my fellow business owner friends, uh, it's really important that you carry that same level of skepticism with everything that you do. Now, the beautiful thing is we're in the world of YouTube, podcasts, and we're swimming in content. And so one thing I would recommend is even if you see a fantastic offer, I mean, unless you're in a real big hurry and you you absolutely need to solve that problem um, and, and really an investment into that is going to be um, the only way to solve that problem. I, if you have the luxury of investing in a relationship with an expert first, please do that. You know, go and listen to, you know, 5, 10, 15 of their podcasts. Go watch them on YouTube. Go, you know, read their articles. Like really, really get to know them. And you'll see, you'll, it'll come off the page. You'll be able to feel it in their video and in their voice. And that's really, I, I think that, you know, we don't do business with things. We don't do business with 
objects and uh, copy and words and widgets. We do business with people. People are behind everything. Um, you know, until we get to the world where AI is completely creating everything, uh, you know, there's a person behind it. And I think that if you can feel the intention of uh, the person, that's going to be a really good indicator of, you know, how well this eventually this product or service will solve your problem. If the person really cares, uh, you know, about you, you you'll feel it. So what's next for uh, Up My Influence and Josh? So Up My Influence, um, which we didn't really, uh, surprise, uh, I have another company. <laughs> I yeah. launched about five, six years ago. Uh, that And that was basically, uh, I was just doing pro bono service in our local startup community because I had gotten in the media so many times, had built up a lot of success. I just started serving like veteran-owned business, women, minority-owned businesses in our local startup community in, in, in Orlando. A lot of pro bono workshops, mentoring, that sort of thing. Started speaking on it. Why had people that were... All of a sudden, they wanted to pay me money uh, to help them with consulting, not necessarily those people, but other people who, who found out about it. And um, so reluctantly, uh, I started a company where we can turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities. Um, we're really good at it. Uh, and we're about one fifth the cost. Um, so my consulting, I got too busy for that. And we started a platform built up a team now without my influence. Uh, and so uh, we're about one fifth the cost of normal PR. Uh, we do a lot of influencer connections. We do a lot of like B2B kind of growth and, 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 and connections with clients and that sort of thing. Uh, and all of this stuff was just, it was just really just born out of necessity. Like people just kept asking me if I could figure this out. And we just came up with much, much more nimble and more effective ways of solving this problem uh, than I what I saw the PR industry providing. So in terms of up my influence, you know, it's it's honestly, it's giving more. It's most people that we do business with like we've already been friends for like a year or more. They've been like, they've been just like tapping into all my free stuff that I give away, whether it's, you know, the multiple podcasts that we do, all the videos we do, the articles, like we're just, we give it all away and we give away what other people charge money for. Um, and eventually there's, yeah, there's going to be services where my team has to actually physically do work. Uh, and so I honestly, I just, I just trust the process. I just say, you know, you just give away so much value and people will just naturally, you know, step out and say, hey, you know, Josh, uh, I've been lurking and following your stuff for over a year. Uh, you know, would re I'm, I'm now ready for this. I'd really love the opportunity to, to partner with you in some way. Where, where's digital marketing, digital or this kind of PR platform going? Where's it? Where's the next stage? Right. You've been talking about podcasts, your yeah. first talk about newspapers. So what's next? It is, it's the more accessible that you can make yourself as the founder or leader of an organization, the better. So my dream right now and what we've built up, like I just hired four people. Their job is to take every little bit of content that I'm creating. Like if I'm talking to anybody, like trail me and just document everything uh, and just get that out into little bits and pieces, 30, 60 second video snippets, uh, you know, take what I said and turn it into a, into a meme or a quote or something like that. Uh, it's, you know, that's our job is if you're the founder or the CEO of an organization, 
that's what you're supposed to be doing. You, you get out on those stages, get out from behind your computer screen, go out, serve the masses, uh, because only you can really do that. Uh, anything else operationally, that needs to be the job of somebody on your team. Create opportunities for other people. Uh, but I think you're going to see more and more uh, founders of companies taking their messages and and really investing and getting those messages out there. Um, and I think that you're going to continue to see consumers expecting that. I don't believe we're in an era where you are one funnel away from millions of dollars and all you got to do is just throw more and more ads at it. I think that's a dead model. I think that's a very, very, very risky model. Um, I think that we need to invest in our uh, in our message. We need to invest in our branding. We need to invest in our authority, and we need to invest in our uh, you know kind of our visibility and our influence. Um, and when you do that, you're going to find that business is just it's just it just will naturally grow on its own. You know, there was someone that said um, it was the founder of Geek Squad said that advertising is the tax you pay for being unremarkable. I'm not saying you shouldn't pay for advertising, just like I'm saying you shouldn't, you know, you should continue to pay your taxes. But if you want to pay less in taxes, then invest in your authority and invest in, you know, just giving more stuff away and you won't have to work as hard and you won't have to pay as much. Hmm. That's a, a really easy way of looking at it. Well, so if, if someone's listening right now, and they want to basically reach out to you, Josh, about either being on, uh, having you on their podcast or using your services. What's the best way of them finding uh, your platforms? So you can go to upmyinfluence.com right now. And in the lower left-hand corner, we've got links to all of our socials. We have over 100,000 people in our community. Uh, and you'll see that we're a community where we are owning our own authority. We're taking charge of that. We don't need somebody else, uh, you know, to teach us how to, you know, write slicker copy or uh, design a better ad that's going to convince people uh, that that they should buy our thing. But then, in fact, we're owning our position as leaders who have a mantle to and, and a moral imperative to take our message and have, you know, have a bigger impact in the world. I believe that everybody has a message that could possibly impact the world. Uh, and so it's just a matter of lowering that digital barrier using what's available and being more visible and helping more people. You know, everyone listening right now, you know, you, you got to listen to the story. It's six failures, right? Then building a business from $500 to 6 million in revenue and more now these days. I mean, it's, it doesn't matter where you are in life. Anyone listening right now, you can get to where you want to get to as long as you have a clear message. I mean, I think that's, pretty big thing right there that Josh has kind of laid out. So everyone, again, please subscribe, please share, follow Josh, reach out to him. And uh, we'd love to hear your feedback. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to The Road to Growth, Success of an Entrepreneur. Please like, subscribe, and stay connected. Visit www.vinnysd.com. Yeah, I created a website. Hope to see you again next week. Team Vinny SD, signing off.